Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello again, it's Crew Call presented by Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. You can subscribe today at www.flowracing.com. Steve Post, pit reporter for Motor Racing Network, joined by 25-time winning crew chief and a championship winning crew chief in the Cup Series, Todd Gordon. Hello, Todd. How are you? I'm great. Fantastic. We had a little bonus Todd Gordon coverage. Um, As you know, Todd is sharing the analyst duties with Rusty Wallace uh, for us on MRN on our coverage this year. Rusty had some travel issues. We went to the bullpen. Brought in the uh, brought in the the, the championship winning crew chief from uh, upstate New York, and uh, boy, a strategy race at Richmond. Um, I don't know if I had I had a ball covering that race. I don't know. Did you have a good time covering that one as well? Yeah, definitely did. That 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 was one that uh, I was I was tempted to go up there and wa- just to watch the race. Uh, talk to Bagley a little bit about I was talking about standing on a turn three uh, tower over there just to watch the race because uh, love racing at Richmond. I love these places where the tire fall off happens and, and it drives the pit crews and the crew chiefs to making strategy calls and making execution on pit road. And we saw things through stage two. We saw different things in stage three. We saw two different strategies, you know, with, with Rudy and, 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 uh, James, who's coming up here a James little Small, bit, exactly, yeah. uh, kind of being out on one strategy and then Denny and Kevin Harvick being on a different strategy of shortening up the last run and they worked out with what three laps to go. Yeah, and and one untimely caution could throw everybody in a tizzy. So um, just so many opportunities, the things that are going on with the race that that I was glad to be up there, so I could share a little bit of that. I probably didn't do as well as I needed to, but would love to be able to share that that kind of what you can see out of the race because it's it's a lot deeper than just watching cars. Well, we had we had at one point um, Adam Stevens and Christopher Bell found themselves in that stage two. Found themselves uh, right in the middle of it, and and Chris Gabehart and Denny Hamlin, they they jockeyed, they they put themselves one up on tires on everybody, which allowed them to to do a quick pit stop as well. It's just fascinating. It really is. It is, and and you know, it's this is a race that races everywhere. It's not just the drivers and the cars. Yeah, it's it's the pit crews and it's the strategies. It brings the crew chiefs, the engineers into the race. And that's part of being an ex crew chief. That's that's part of what I love about this is that you get to have an impact on it. And and you saw Chris Gapart make a great call there because they were one of the really Denny uh, in the 11 yeah. and Chris and um, the 20 car. Right. Uh, Chris Bell yeah, were, yeah. were the two that split that in half and went long. And I thought Denny was in trouble. Yeah. Because they didn't keep up with the speed that the that Christopher Bell did. Christopher Bell came out. You know, great with that that strategy. And Chris reacted to that, having the set of tires. Quick caution comes. Denny takes those stickers and drives right back up to seventh before the next caution. And he adjusts the, the call for the stage right. three and says, I'm not going to split it in half. I'm going short on it. And ends up being a race winner. The other thing that stands out to me, you, you're right. It's such a strategy. The engineer is the driver. But a good race car is still a good race car. And different race cars have 
different strengths. You saw cars that had good long run speed, cars right. that had good short run speed, and the cars that had good long run speed made sense to go longer. And and so there's a lot of comers and goers. There was a lot of confusion on what was going on, but in the end, we had everything come together, and what a great race. The the finish, I love, um, I really like the William Byron-Rudy Fugel combination. I just, I, I think that that's championship caliber combination. Uh, stay tuned. We'll see how that plays out. But I, the communication, I flipped over to their channel. I had their pit area. I flipped over to their channel one time, and Rudy just said, William, you are going to get passed. You're going to get passed by cars going a lot faster than you. Just trust the system, save your car, save your tires, drive straight into the corner, drive straight up off in the corner, don't abuse your car, and it'll work out all right. Within three laps, it just about did. To, to William's credit, he did that. Yep. And that's the thing I find fascinating. Yeah, he, he, he stayed engaged, stayed yep. on, 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 on the game, with the whole yes, game. Exactly. And it netted out to a third-place finish. And, and, and a caution that fell anywhere from 35 to go to 5 to go. Oh. And they're— they're coming down pit road getting tires. They got a chance to go win that thing. I'm not and sure. I don't think that they were a race winner with where their track position was before Rudy made the call to put yeah. them on that strategy. So, oh, gosh, what a great fun. race in that respect. But explaining that to everybody on the radio, that was a challenge it's and fun. one that I look forward uh, to doing better. We, I, I think you did well. I got done with it. I'm like, man, what? I'm, I'm tired, mentally tired following this. But yes. that's a good race. That's a fun stuff. So that's for sure. Um, we referenced it. We are going to talk to James Small, a fourth place finish for those guys. They were on the same strategy of William Byron, I think, at the end. Um, again, the the note the, the the pen got burnt up making notes on that. James Small, crew chief for Martin Truex Jr. So he joins us from over at Joe Gibbs Racing coming up next. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back. It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots Racing. FlowRacing.com is where you can find out. Let's go right to the hotline. Joining us from over at Joe Gibbs Racing is crew chief on that number 19 car from Martin Truex Jr. James Small joins us. Hello, James. Welcome back to Crew Call. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? We are doing well, that is for sure. And coming off Richmond and coming off your best finish of the season, um, just just how are you feeling? How are how, how are things progressing up at Joe Gibbs Racing for you guys? Uh, yeah, definitely feeling a lot better, um, especially after the weekend. Uh, you know, we got our teeth kicked in at Phoenix, and uh, we went back to the drawing board and thought really long and hard about what we're doing. And um, you know, the weekend was a major step forward in, you know, that short track style of racing. James, you, uh, you, you allude to the, you know, 
got your teeth kicked in at Phoenix. There's been a lot of talk about your lack of speed so far this year as an organization. Um, And you look back, and and there's an asterisk to that, because I felt like you and Kyle were racing for the win at Vegas had not a late caution come out. But do you feel like this is one step towards it? Do you feel like you guys are turning the corner on understanding what this car needs at at all the racetracks? Or or was this just a short track piece that you feel we've made a little gain on? Uh, I think, you know, it kind of applies to all tracks. You know, even the week before at Coda, you know, we tried some things and, and were different all across the board. And even even from the road course, you know, it kind of opened our eyes, you know, to a few things that we needed to do different for there. And I think it's just so different on a conceptual level and you need to get, you know, all that old stuff out of your head and, and think about it a different way. So I think it doesn't matter where we're going. I think every week we're learning something and, uh, you know, it's definitely, you know, helping – you know, every track, I think. Yeah. And third in points, really without, you know, as we talked about, without dominating speed, you have to be encouraged by that. Understanding that, that your organization is going to bring speed and, and it seems like your execution and getting what you can out of the weekends has been has been top notch. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we've only had the one DNF at Phoenix. And then outside of that, I think the worst we finished is 13th. So Although we've run, you know, we haven't had race-winning speed. We've been there or thereabouts in the top 10 a lot of the weeks. And, uh, you know, it, the points have been so, you know, fluctuating a lot this year. So many people, you know, haven't been consistent or had one or two bad races. And everyone's up and down like a yo-yo. So, uh, you know, that consistency kind of helped us to put us where we are. Is there encouragement also, and you talked about broad picture things, but we've had a short track Richmond, we've had a road course Coda, and a super speedway-ish sort of thing in Atlanta, and you're riding three straight top tens. Is, is that kind of pointing to across the board, you guys are finding your way a little bit? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, the time will tell how we uh, start to perform at some of these other tracks coming up, because, you know, you, you've got some different things with Dover and Darlington and all of that coming along. So, um yeah, I, I feel like every week we, we learn something new and, uh, you know, it's just helping push the whole program along. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how we go here soon. You uh, you talk about new things coming along. You guys uh, debuted a new pit stop strategy last weekend. Um, do you see that? Uh, obviously, we saw the gains of, of the rear guy getting out there initially and, and not having guys running around each other. It seemed like it was kind of unison coming around the car. But do you see that as a situational or a, or a permanent change for you guys? Uh, I still think it's a little situational. You know, it depends on who you pitted around, you know, what box you've got, um, you know, the track like Martinsville will be difficult, you know, especially if you're in the curb or you've got someone right on top of you. So it's it's a. Uh, you know, it's not set in stone. Uh, obviously, you know, it'd be nice to just have one, but uh, I think we're going to have to chop and change for a while here, which, you know, might make things a little difficult, but we'll see how we go. Yeah, that, that's my question with it is that, and in, 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 in you're not the pit crew coach, but you rely on the pit crew coach. So it is possible for you to, to, to go back and forth between the two different formats? It It, it is, you know, it. it requires you know a, a little bit of notice just on how you have to set up the guys behind the wall with the hoses and 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 everything and who's catching and rolling tires so um you know so far the weekend it was it was pretty easy for us in that we could do it every time and we were lucky um but i don't think it'll be like that every week and uh i'm sure at some point it's going to go haywire and uh <laughs> we'll have to cross that bridge when we come to it that's that's what makes racing cool is we've got all these opportunities in front of us Hey, listening to you, you're not native to the United States. <laughs> uh, tell us your story of how you got here to where you are today. 
Um, yeah, so uh, I came here uh, the end of 2013, uh, worked in V8 Supercars prior to that for a long time and, and grew up in racing with my dad in Australia and racing myself. And then, um, you know, I, uh, I could have got a job at Penske or RCR and I ended up going the RCR route and uh, worked there for a few years before I moved out to Denver and, and worked with those guys. And then uh, obviously that when that came to an end, ended up at JGR with Cole and everybody on the 19 and I've been here ever since. So, um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a great ride and I've worked with some incredible people and uh, learned a lot along the way. Your dad, Lee, has a long and storied history in V8 supercars, and you worked in V8 supercars from 2006 to 2013. I know very little about this generation of race car, but I've talked to people and say they're very similar, or there are similarities to the V8 supercars. You probably have the most experience of anybody. Are there things on this race car that reflect that, or is 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 that just wishful thinking? No, uh I think my last year there, 2013, we went to uh, a new car, which was an independent rear end like we have now. Um, very similar brakes, um, similar horsepower levels, tires, everything. Um, so, yeah, definitely some similarities. But, you know, we all talk about aero and everything. And this car is just behaves incredibly different uh, with the diffuser and, and how you have to approach that. So that's one thing out there that, you know, you don't have to consider. And there's still a lot more freedom for now out there and uh, a lot of – you know, some of the cool things us engineers like to play with, with bars and, and shocks and geometry and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, they're same, but quite different at the same time. You look at it, uh, you know, looking forward to Martinsville here. Um, you guys have won three of the last five Martinsville races. What makes you guys so good there? Yeah, it's Martin has a real, uh, you know, a very good technique at short track racing, you know, just how he approaches it. Um, you know, he's very easy on the tires, um, you know, and he's just been doing it a long time now. And, and people didn't claim that he was very good at short tracks, but there was a lot of times where he led a lot of laps and it kind of fell apart at the end. So, um, you know, I'm lucky to work with him. He, he knows what he needs there. Um, and, you know, it's like Richmond. We went in there thinking we could win the race or run 15th. And it's the same thing this weekend. So stuff is everything you used to do is irrelevant now. Um, and it's just about trying to switch our brains over and work out, you know, we know what works at Martinsville and then try to how we do that with a new car and, and accomplish that. So hopefully we can do that. James, much of the discussion this year about the new car is it's been the great equalizer. We've seen teams that traditionally don't run up front running up front. And, and I went into Richmond thinking this might be the old unequalizer where teams that, teams that you know run up front or it's more traditional or that track relates more to the the older generation car than this one do 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 you see it that way and do you expect Martinsville to be similar in that guys like Martin are going to shine no matter what generation of car we have at a place like that I think uh that's a hard one you know I think Richmond is so different in that you know it the way the grip level is and the way the surface is and how you have to manage your tires so much and things like that. I think, you know, you saw at the Coliseum, you know, there was a lot of the young guys that very little experience. It just drove the absolute piss out of it. And I think, you know, to make that time at Martinsville this weekend, given how cold it is and everything that, you know, that same thing might apply. So, you know, I, I don't expect it to be the same as Richmond. Um, I think you'll see a mixture of people up there in my opinion. You talk about, you know, how cold it is, night race and 400 laps. 
both of which should change up a little bit of how the flow of this race works for you. How do you see that impacting you guys? Yeah, like if, uh, you know, if we don't get any yellows, it's going to be a very fast race. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But, you know, there, there won't be many times, you know, to either work on the car or adjust. Um, uh, it's going to be interesting. And, uh, you know, given, you know, remember back 2019, that first race there when it was really cold and there was very little fall off, you couldn't pass. You know, these guys are saying these cars are, you know, very you know, terrible in traffic, really, you know, you've got the same characteristics of 2019 now, but with less overall downforce. So um, I hope it's not a follow the leader race um, unless we're in front. Um, but yeah, it's, <laughs> well played. It could be, uh, yeah, it could be uh, pretty lame, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Do you feel like, do you feel like temperature or sunlight or, you know, I, I know you and you, you guys and, and us back in the days raced through a couple of spectacular finishes with, when I was with Joey, but uh, the track seemed like it take rubber sometimes and not other times. Do you feel like that's driven, to, that'll be worse at night or, or, or with the temperatures we're talking about? Or how do you feel rubber's going to affect that? Yeah, I think it might be worse. It just all depends on, you know, what this tire Goodyear is taking you know is like we don't really have a good feel for it you know there was only a the only time this car's tested there was a, a wheel force test there early last year and, and it was you know relatively warmer as well and uh you know i think people were just trying to work out what to do at that point so uh we're going in with a lot of unknowns um and you know the the weather itself doesn't look that crash hot in terms of you know maybe some rain as well so i i really don't know what to expect uh you know, we're all kind of flying into the unknown. A lot of us reporters and in the media, we talk about Martinsville because you have this race this weekend and then you have the next to last race for the playoffs. It is a key, key race. Uh, well, depends on where you're at. If you're locked into Phoenix, it's another race. If you're not locked into Phoenix, it's a very key race. Does that factor into you? Do you think about that? Or especially this year, so much is going to change. Is it, is it, it's, it's, I mean, will it apply or don't don't we know yet? I think so much is going to change. Yeah. I feel like, you know, if if you're going back to Martinsville 2 with what you're doing for Martinsville 1, you probably haven't learned enough. So uh, I think every week we're evolving and, uh, you know, uh, you know, you're going to learn some stuff and you're going to learn a lot about, you know, the brakes and, you know, just the fundamentals. But, uh, you know, overall, I think we'll take a, a pretty big step by the time we get back there later in the year. You, you mentioned the brakes. It'd be a huge benefit to have these these the brakes that we have now. I, I think the two things I'd like to get your comments on: one, where you think the brakes will be, because we used to have beat issues, but I, I feel like we run so much cooler with these big brakes that we've got. And two, how do you think sequential shifter and and will that play into the race at all? Yeah, the brakes is you know this car so far they're incredibly you know temperature sensitive in terms of you know just i'm sure you both listened on the weekend you know guys having a lot of issues which richmond is common for you know but we had the same thing at uh phoenix you know i i feel like it's it's everyone's still in that learning phase of you know what the optimum temperature is they need to be at you know for performance and, and not overheating versus not having them too cold to have them vibrate and all of that so um you know i'd hope we won't have an issue. You know, that's not normally a thing at Martinsville, but as you say, they're all going to run a lot colder. Um, you know, I think it's going to be harder to pass now, you know, especially with everybody having bigger brakes. Um, 
you know, the braking distances are going to be shorter, the cars are more draggier, we have less power, like all these things are kind of working against, you know, trying to make it, you know, it's going to be harder to pass for sure. And then, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see how that goes. So, uh, and the shifting thing, I, I don't know, you know, I think we're going to run around in fourth gear there is what they've, you know, worked on everything with. Um, I think if you get bogged down, maybe you'll be able to go on back to third, but, you know, even on the weekend, we thought shifting could be a thing, but, you know, the way the rear tires, you know, struggle to hang on in these cars, that's, you know, one thing you got to consider. And, you know, it might work for a few laps, but it's not going to work over a run. The variables just fascinate me from track to track. And that's why I love getting a chance to talk with you guys. Love hanging out with Todd as well to kind of kind of get that perspective on what we might be dealing with. Uh, I want to go a little off track and a little maybe less serious. Um on Saturday night or uh, Sunday afternoon, were the lucky socks on? Have we have we gone back to the lucky socks, or is is that a thing of the past? You know, I, I had taken them off for a while, and I dragged them back out on the weekend because they had three Richmond wins, and uh, you know, sadly, I messed it up. So, um, you know, I might hide them again for a while. Okay, there we go. Any other? My understanding is you are very superstitious. Are there other things that you do that uh, are are part of your race weekend or routine on a weekend? I always have to get out of the right side of the bed and put my left shoe on first. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, I'm a weirdo, I tell you. I love it. And that's serious, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I love it. That's fun stuff, that's for sure. Well, James, uh, it's been fun to watch you guys. I, I, I echo what Todd said. You haven't had the race-winning speed, but you guys have, have have gotten everything. You've squeezed everything out of those cars on most occasions to put yourself in a nice spot in points. Can't wait to see what happens when you get that speed. And I didn't say if you get that speed. I said when you get that speed. Uh, we wish you the best at Martinsville. Maybe you can grab a grandfather clock and, and celebrate the win. But thanks for joining us here on Crew Call. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. There we go. That's James Small, crew chief up at Joe Gibbs Racing for Martin Truex Jr. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, You're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at SCS. Dot georgetown.edu slash podcast. It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing. You can subscribe to Flow Racing. It's the new home of NASCAR Roots. Catch the Whale and Modifieds, the Arkham Menard Series, the Pinties, and NASCAR Weekly Tour Races, all on flowracing.com. Subscribe today. This weekend, a lot of NASCAR Weekly Series racing. Continuing at Hickory and Evergreen, but this week we add Langley. Up in Virginia, Meridian in Idaho, and All-American Speedway out in Roseville, California are all added this weekend, plus a lot of dirt track racing. You can learn more and find out more at www.flowracing.com, and you can subscribe today. I really have enjoyed getting to know James Small 
uh, in this garage. He was in the in the wings in the wings when Cole Pern was there. Cole decided to head to the mountains abruptly, and James has come in. He's a five-time winner. He seems to be manning the ship pretty well over there. Yeah, definitely. I, I was looking back at his stats uh, before the interview today, and and you know, two races with Eric Jones back when they first rolled him in, both top tens. So. Uh, done a great job. I think he earned the opportunity. I think, uh, you know, Martin's talked a little bit about him and Cole being brothers from different parts of the world. Yep. But, uh, um, you know, really calm uh, thinker. They, 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 they do the things they need to do. do. Obviously, look at him, third in points. And, and we really haven't talked a lot about that team as far as race winning speed but uh, outside of Vegas. But uh, um, they're putting it together. And when, it, like you said, when they find that speed, because organizations like JGR, mm-hmm. the big organizations, they don't they don't lack long. They they'll figure yeah. it out. By the time we get to to to, to the six hundred, I think we're going to be talking about they've they found their way back definitely by that point. So, um, be fun to see what he does for the rest of the season. He's very colorful on the radio too. He is a he is a swearer. He is a cusser and swear. Really? Oh yeah. No, he. It's funny. And and actually, um, Jordan Bianchi with the Athletic had a great article on James in I think it was September of last year because I thought Cole Pern was like one of the best swearers on the radio. You know, I mean, great <laughs> listens, colorful <laughs> listens. You know, whatever Fox does with their 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 you know their their in car audio that 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 feature they do with it. Um, come to find out that James is the one that introduced all of the salty language to Furniture Row Racing. Okay. Um, and uh, Cole actually relayed an awkward thing where he's in the middle of a story at a family dinner, and the next thing you know, he knows he's sounding a little bit more like James, and the family is. Uh, Shocked, a little horrified. So uh, very colorful to listen to. Of course, the accent is part of it. And then it's just funny with Martin being so laid back as well. Um, it's a great duo. It really is. Yeah, it definitely so. is. And uh, look for great things out of him. I really do. Awesome interview today. Yeah, awesome to awesome interview. I look for great things out of him and, and maybe as soon as Saturday night. Oh, I it, history has said. I, we, we say he's won three of the last five and he's been, in, I mean, when we were winning polls, we were winning polls against Martin when I was back with Joey. Yeah. And, and that's, Martin's been the one of the guys there right. at Martinsville, and we saw that out of Richmond last weekend. The the guys that knew how to run Richmond right. ran Richmond again. I mean, at one point late in the race, the the four Gibbs cars were in the top six. So, yeah. um, and I think they finished all top ten. So. All top tens, and then you had Harvick up there who knows how to run Richmond. As guys well. that know how to run that place figured it. And out. I think the and, same. And I think Martinsville is going to fall the same way. Yeah, I think so too. I think so. We'll see. We'll see what happens. That's for sure. We will be busy at Martinsville this weekend on Motor Racing Network. It starts Thursday evening, 7.30 Eastern Time. It is the Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 200 for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Can't wait. I love my truck series racing. On Friday, a couple of broadcasts, 4.30 Eastern Time. It's NASCAR Cup Series practice and qualifying. And then at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Oh, this one just rolls off the tongue. Call 811 before you dig 250, powered by 811.com. NASCAR Xfinity Series race. And then on Saturday, 630, it's the Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 400 for the NASCAR Cup Series. You had asked, James, about 400 laps around Martinsville. I think we're, we we don't know what the intensity is going to be like, but that shorter distance can't hurt anything with the intensity up there. No, if you asked me, I'd make it 350. Really? There yeah. we go. Yeah. I, so. I, I, I'm on the I'm on the short and the race up bandwagon, I, I think, because I especially there, it's a grind. 500 there is a grind, and it's it just gets almost it lulls you in the middle of yeah. it. So uh, we'll see a little more like 
yep. urgency out of all these teams cutting 100 laps out of it. Yeah, you don't have that 100 laps at the end to recover. No. No, you gotta you got to be on your game. Got to be on your game, that's for sure. It's going to be fun stuff. He is Todd Gordon. I am Steve Post. Thanks for joining us again here on Crew Call, presented by Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. You can subscribe today at www.flowracing.com.